Welcome to the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Brewers on Tap. Here's the pitch. A Time to tap the keg with Lane Grindle. Hello and welcome to our first off-season edition of Brewers on Tap. Lane Grindle with you here from Milwaukee as the Brewers in the midst of their off-season. And of course, we'll be coming at you periodically over the next couple of months as we get you set up for the 2018 season. And of course, before we start coming to you every week from Maryville Baseball Complex, down in Phoenix for spring training. Speaking of which, the Phoenix City Council on Wednesday approved a major renovation of Maryville Baseball Park that's going to keep the Brewers in their spring training home for another 25 years. The plan passed by a 6-2 vote by the Phoenix City Council. Brewers are going to invest at least $41 million in construction, new 65,000-square-foot building with clubhouse, office, and retail space, plus an expanded stadium concourse along the first base side and a new practice field that replicates the dimensions of Miller Park. Brewers will spend the next four and a half months finalizing the blueprints before breaking ground immediately following their Cactus League finale in 2018 and hope to be substantially finished in time for the 2019 spring training. It's a big project. It's going to keep the Brewers, obviously, in Maryville for a long time. A lot of people had talked about this move. Uh, would the Brewers move out to, a, say, a Gilbert or another place in the Valley, uh, Tucson even, or would they stay put at Maryvale and build on, add on to Maryvale and make the renovations, uh, really make that place uh, special? And I, and I think this is going to do that. This, this is going to really help on the baseball operations side with much more room to operate and it's going to be a good thing overall. It's a good central location, too, in the Valley to all the other spring training facilities, so it makes that part a little bit easier uh, for the crew also. Some other news to pass along to you. Some front office news. At the GM meetings this past week in Orlando, there wasn't a ton of newsworthy items that were emerging, not a lot of big trades or anything like that. But for the Brewers, one big piece of news was confirmed by GM David Stearns. Mike Groopman was named the Brewers' new Director of International Scouting. Groopman comes to the Brewers from the Royals. He was most recently Director of Baseball Operations and oversaw Kansas City's Analytics Department. All right, the Arizona Fall League is underway. Let's go down to the farm. Checking in on the farm. The Arizona Fall League actually wrapping up. I said underway, and it is underway, so much so that they wrapped up this week. And the Fall League, of course, has a handful of Brewers prospects participating down there, a bunch of arms, and, and a bunch of position players that turned some heads. I had a chance to go to Arizona last week, and the thought uh, around the Brewers prospects from some of the scouts and some of the people that I talked to uh, everybody raving about Monte Harrison. He has demanded a ton of attention for his play, specifically with his bat. He's hit five home runs in the fall league, hitting 286 going into the final day of play. And when I visited down there, had a chance to sit down with Monte before he and his fellow Brewers on the Salt River's Raptors took the field for their game. 
This is Brewers on Tap TV, and we are with Brewers Arizona Fall Leaguer Monte Harrison. Uh, the Fall League starting to wind down, and you have had a lot of success uh, over the last month and a half down here. This has been a fun year for you. A lot of frustration the years previous with injuries and everything else, and it's all finally kind of come together. Have you had a chance to sit back and appreciate that yet? Oh, 100%. Every single night I go to sleep. You know, every time I wake up in the morning, I thank God and just allow me to play, play baseball. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like all those injuries and stuff, everything happens for a reason. So um, I really don't try to get derailed by it. I knew this time was going to come where uh, so we're going to start the show, so I, I, I'm just going to keep doing the same thing I've been doing ever since. So you, so you clear back in Appleton mm -hmm. uh, earlier this year, and you were having a lot of success. And, and I remember Matt Erickson saying you were one of the one of the elder statesmen, so to speak, yeah. in that clubhouse, and you had had to take on a leadership role. What did that What did that do for you to have to be kind of the vocal guy, be one of the leaders, showing guys the ropes? And how did that set you up once you went to Carolina and and, and here now? I mean. I've been doing it ever since I was high school. It was just, you know, once you get in pro ball, it's kind of different. Oh, he's a young guy, he's a young guy. But I felt like I always had a voice in every clubhouse I went into. It was just, whether I stated it or not, no. But my play, I felt like my play sometimes I would show up. You know, I went about my work the right way every single day. So um, uh, I think Matty a lot just for that. Just even put me in a situation where, you know, just get to teach, not even young guys, but older guys too at the same time. I felt like it was a lot that went into it. So it's possible to your second half is in Carolina, and you had a big second half in Carolina, and a big overall season, as we've already alluded to, 20 home runs uh, for the entire year. What was that transition like from Class A to Class A advanced? I mean, honestly, it, it, it probably would be easier for, for, for me because I already had people on the team, like Jake, Troy, mm -hmm. Corey, all those guys. I knew all those guys already, so it was kind of just walking into it like a, a friend's house, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. You kind of get comfortable. so. Right away, I was just boom, I'm right on the field. I'm, it's the same thing you play every day as I was in lower. It's just new new bodies and same personalities, you know what I mean? This is a different level here in the Arizona mm -hmm. Fall League. The, the arms you're seeing, mm -hmm. um, the experience that you're seeing, mm -hmm. this is maybe a little bit more like double-A, triple-A yeah. type of thing with top prospects mm -hmm. in it. So from that standpoint, you're younger, you're less experienced. You would think that this would have been a big challenge for you, but you're putting up big numbers. What's been the key for you here? Just my work, my pre-work, man. Um, I told Delia, all those guys, our heavy coaches, just like, man, I want to, I want to do this. Me and Corey actually talked about it, like, man, we got to put a lot of work in. Here. You know, uh, they're gonna consider us young guys for this thing, and, and not very experienced, but uh, we want to come out. We want to make some noise, just to know that Brewers guys can do the same thing anybody else can do. You know? It's just. Props to that pre-work. Every, everything you put in, in that cage and everything is going to come out eventually if you're really working hard enough and, and you're starting to show the game. You told me this spring that you thought last year during fall instructs you really learned a lot about yeah. yourself and made some big strides. And just in terms of your approach at the play, mm -hmm. what, what were some of those things that you made adjustments with and, and that helped you this year? Uh, I always had the kind of the middle side as whether I kept it or not. You know what I mean? Um, the approach, man, this year has been crazy. Every single day I wake up, it's the first thing I think about, just approach, you know what I mean? Uh, what, what can I do to get myself ready for the game mentally? And then I made a couple of adjustments with my hands and leg kick and stuff like that. So um, kind of just all tied it together and let the game really come to me. And it really slowed the game. You have big power. You're starting to hit for average a little bit. Mm -hmm. You've got great speed, big arm. What, what's your best tool? Honestly, I don't know, man. I really don't try to think about one tool. I try to put all of them into the game, you know what I mean? So um, just go out there and do my thing. I don't, I don't really think about it. Yeah. 
You know when you get one, right? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I thought you did. I do. <laughs> Monte, we appreciate it. Congratulations no on a great year. Thank you. Appreciate it. Monte Harrison with us here from the Arizona Fall League. So Harrison has put himself squarely back in the center of the prospect conversation within the Brewers' top 10, top 5 list. Harrison, who'd slipped way down there because of those injuries, now is going to be considered one of those elite prospects with a really high ceiling for the Brewers moving forward. Another big prospect for the crew is third base prospect Lucas Ersig. He's hitting 271 going into the final day, and he added three doubles, triple a home run over the course of his fall league. Had a slow start to 2017 down in Carolina in Class A advance, but the second half was a much different story for Ersig, and we had a chance to catch up as well when I was down there. Welcome to the Arizona Fall League. We're joined by Brewers prospect, third baseman Lucas Ersig. Uh, long season when you come down here and, and take part in the Fall League, but uh, starting to wrap up, and, and this has been a good experience for you. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, definitely a lot of baseball, especially for you know my first full season of uh, professional baseball. But all in all, it's been great. Um, got to a lot of meet of new guys, uh, especially out here. You know, I've played with a couple guys throughout the season uh, this year. Actually, the head coach for that team today is. Uh, was the head coach in Bowie's Creek, and he's a really good guy. So it's fun to, uh, you know, catch up with everyone now that we're, you know, all together playing together and stuff like that. Lucas, when you think back to when you were drafted in June of 16, mm -hmm. to where you are today, is it is it amazing to you the journey you've been on, all the places you've been, and, and what you've learned and how you've developed as a player in that time? Of course, of course. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a journey. You you hit it right on the button, but um, it's just it's crazy to me to uh, you know think about where I am today and, and how blessed I am to have that second opportunity, you know, um, especially with all that happened, you know, transferring from Cal and all that. Um, you know, I just can't be thankful enough to, you know, get this second opportunity to keep playing and, you know, pursue my passion. What, when, when you go back to last year in 16, you drafted and you had really nothing but success. Um, you go to the Pioneer League and you're there for like two weeks and then you go to the Midwest League and you put up big numbers there. And then you come back this year, and the first half probably weren't the numbers that you wanted in right. the first half after having a big spring. Right. And then the second half happened. It seemed like you settled in and, and you took off again. Mm -hmm. Is this past season, in the grand scheme of your development, going to be more important than, than even all that success you had in season number one? Most definitely. I mean, uh, I feel like, uh, you know, not really knowing how to, you know, get my routine down or, you know, stuff like that. Um, the first... Whatever my first season after getting drafted, it was kind of just go out there and play. But uh, coming into the this year, you know, I had you know high expectations of myself, and I think I put a little bit too much pressure on myself, especially in the first half. And after you know having a successful you know spring training, so um, I I probably exceeded my expectations and um, wasn't you know I went beyond myself just to try and put up the numbers and you know succeed instead of just trying to focus on getting better and. And, uh, you know, it showed in the first half with, you know, my numbers and, you know, my, my attitude toward the game. I kind of just, uh, for lack of better words, broke me down a little bit. So I had to hit the reset button, per se, and, uh, you know, come out in the second half and just focus on trying to get better and, and um, you know, have fun every day. You know, get back to what I do best, and that's just to, you know, grind, out, grind it out on the baseball field and have as much fun as possible. How different has the fall league been compared to anything you've experienced so far in your professional career? The, the types of arms, um, the way your approach plays against these types of arms, how different is this than, than 
say the Carolina yeah, League. Yeah, it's I mean it's like playing in the big leagues when you're in the minor leagues. I mean all these guys are the you know top prospects. Everyone throws 96, 97 with sink, even from the left side. You know, so um, the approach to come out here and you know um, try and succeed is is definitely a lot harder than it is to you know play you know a span of 140 games in the regular season just because. You know, you're not playing every day, so you're not really, you know, getting into that rhythm of, you know, have, or getting to play every day. Um, so um, I guess it's, you know, just you just work your butt off and, you know, try and win. But, you know, if the results aren't there, then you just got to take them for what it is because, um, you know, especially with all the competition out here, it's, it's, it's definitely hard for sure. You got a little taste of AAA at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. What was that experience like for you? And it was postseason baseball too, which yeah, had to be kind of yeah. fun. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it's funny because I was telling a couple of you know teammates and and coaches, you know, I've never really experienced how fast the game could get because you know even growing up, I was always playing above my age group and and still didn't feel that level of oh my god, like I don't know where I'm supposed to be, this and that. But you know, as soon as I got up there. Um, I, you know, I, f I found myself frozen because the game was moving so fast and, and I, you know, I wasn't putting myself in the right position. So um, I kind of took that into here and, and tried to, you know, make sure that I was slowing down the game as much as possible and making sure I'm doing all the little things. But, um, you know, when I wasn't playing up in AAA, I got to watch a lot of, you know, really, really professional guys, you know, play and, you know, watch their demeanor, watch the way they, you know, take ground balls at bats, this and that. And it really gave me a perspective on how to act on the baseball field. And, you know, they, they still had fun at the same time, but, you know, business came down to, you know, getting all the right things done. So um, that was, it was pretty cool to, you know, learn from that. Lucas, we appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate it. Lucas Ersig with us here from the Arizona Fall League. Cool. Another big prospect for the crew is outfield prospect Corey Ray. He's been performing better in the AFL also. He had a slow start down there, but the month of November has treated him well. He is 10 for his last 30 with a home run and four driven in. And we chatted at Salt River Fields before the game. Welcome to Salt River Fields at Talking Stick as we're joined by Brewers fall leaguer Corey Ray, one of the top prospects in the Brewers organization. And this makes the season a little bit longer. Yeah, just a little bit. But I, I, you, you've enjoyed this, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, definitely. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I've grown a lot, learned a lot, so I'm definitely grateful for this opportunity. What have you learned about yourself over the course of these past few weeks here in the Fall League? How much I think. <laughs> Probably overthink too much. But um, just that, you know, I can do this. Uh, you get here, and it's kind of like a measure of, um, against other top talent. And um, coming off the year that I had, you know, you your confidence is a little shaken and I get here and I, I show some good and there's some bad in there that I still have to get out but um, at the end of the day I, I have the feeling that I can do this. Corey Ray is with us. You have uh, started to pick it up a little bit the last couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. have, have you felt different than the first week or two when you were here? Yeah definitely. The game's slowing down a little bit for me. I'm um, starting to put together better at bats and the hits will fall. Corey, being down here with guys that you played most of the season with in Monte Harrison, Jake Gatewood, and Lucas Ersic, how fun is that, that, that you guys have all kind of been on the same path going mm -hmm. through the Brewer system? It's a lot of fun just because throughout the season, you know, we, get to, we spend a lot of time with each other, but we spend more time with each other here because we're really the only people that we know. Um, and you get to know those guys and you learn from them and they learn from me and um, it's, it's a great relationship builder.
What's it like to be a part of the Brewers organization right now with the success they're having at the major league level and the depth and the wealth of talent that they have in the organization? Is, is it a fun time? To yeah, be a definitely. It's a lot of fun, very competitive. But, um, you know, I'm just honored for the opportunity to be a Brewer. And I'm glad, you know, that we do have some depth and that the future is looking up. You spent the year in the Carolina League with the Carolina Mudcats. And there are a ton of left-handed pitchers in that league. Yes. <laughs> How did that maybe help you, even though you had to go through your struggles at times this year and maybe didn't put up the numbers you wanted to? How did that help you for future years now that you're getting more comfortable facing lefties because you had to do it so often this year? Growing up, you know, you hated to face lefties. You know, you, you just love righties. Um, and I face so many lefties in the Carolina League. Now when I see a lefty on the mound, I don't, I don't budge. You know, it's just like, okay, let's go. Um, I, I've definitely gotten more comfortable batting against lefties. It's still not as comfortable as batting against righties, but um, just to be able to get an approach against lefties and go up there and compete. You went through last year with an injury in the offseason, so to be able to come here, be in the fall league, and, and take that and kind of buoy it into a healthy offseason, how, how excited are you for that, to have a, a full offseason to, you know, to reset a little bit, mm -hmm. to decompress, but then also really get after it from a workout standpoint. Very excited. Um, not even from a workout standpoint, but just from a cage standpoint and a um, just a learning the game standpoint. I'm able to spend the offseason to get better in the cage and um, become better as a baseball player, whereas last year I was so focused on getting the body right and getting the body healthy that I couldn't really focus on the baseball aspect. Corey, we appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thank you. Corey Ray, one of the members of the Arizona Fall League team, the Salt River Raptors, where the Brewers are participating here this fall. So the Fall League's wrapping up and GM meetings over. What's next? Well, free agency should start to see some dominoes fall in the future, and we're just a few weeks away from those winter meetings when the hot stove really turns up. Should be a fun offseason. We'll talk to you again soon. Until then, I'm Lane Grindle.